Well, a lot of football news this week with all the coaches coming and going. You've got Nick Saban, Dunn at Alabama, Bill Belichick checking out in uh, New England, although he may want to coach again. Saban's ready to shut it down. Pete Carroll wanted to coach, told, yeah, maybe not, by the Seahawks ownership group. It's been a tumultuous couple of days, but we kicked off the week talking to Dan Deardorff about Michigan. This Kilcoin conversation was leading into the national championship game with Michigan taking on Washington. But so much in this conversation is about Jim Harbaugh, Deardorff's take on Harbaugh, Dan being a Michigan announcer for eight seasons. He was in the booth after doing network football, NFL football for all those years, ABC and CBS. We talk about Joe Buck, his uh, career, his critics. Also, Chris Pronger, the Hockey Hall of Famer, happens to be one of Dan Dierdorf's best friends. And I asked the question, because I've always wondered about that. How did that happen? And Dan says, you know, I'm not so sure. I believe he said it was a great question. Clip and save. Anytime Dan is on the show, it's interesting. He never disappoints in terms of giving great answers. I could talk to Dan for hours and hours, and I think we talked for about 30 minutes. So the Kilcoin Conversation coming to you, as always, from the Pasta House Studios. Great food, made fresh every day. There isn't a meal there that will let you down. Everything they do is great. The salads are fresh. The bread is fresh. Everything's awesome. You can order online at pastahouse.com. Missouri Athletic Club, not only the downtown location, historic, beautiful building on Washington Avenue, but the second location, they've got the West Clubhouse. So if you work downtown but live out west, you can hit the MAC up for lunch, hit it for dinner, work out in the morning, work out in the evening. Kids can sign up for summer camps, private lessons. You and your wife learn to play pickleball, tennis, great instructors. So whether it's fitness or social entertainment, Great place to meet other folks in the business world. The Missouri Athletic Club since 1903. Been a staple here in St. Louis. Looking forward to the speaker series. They've got a political one coming up uh, in early February. Claire McCaskill, Roy Blunt sharing the stage together. Talking politics. It's part of the great speaker series. They have so many different things going on all the time at the Missouri Athletic Club. It's mac-stl.org. One of our longest sponsors is Triad Bank. Going back to our Tony talk, which would have been about five years ago now on Scoops with Danny Mac. Those visits with Tony LaRusso, they still live on. They're still interesting. But Triad Bank is a St. Louis-based bank since 2005. Neighborhood-friendly bank. So many of the corporate banks now that are huge chains. You go in there, there's, first of all, nobody working. There's one or two people, and they're, I'm sorry, but they're typically not all that friendly. Triad Bank is the place to go for all your banking needs. Business owners trying to get things done. Do it with the bank that's based right here in St. Louis. They're on Clayton Road in Frontenac. Also on Olive just west of 270 or on the web. It's triadbanking.com for all your banking needs. Marita Villa Senior Living. They're at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road since 1960. Premier spot for your retirement years. Villa Estate, which means you've got your own home, but you're on the campus there. You live in the Villa Estate, you also have access to all the amenities, the clubhouse, the food, the entertainment, assisted living, all levels of care available at Marie de Villa Senior Living. Take a virtual tour at Marie de Villa, M-A-R-I-D-E-V-I-L-L-A.com. And appliance discounters for all your appliance needs. Biggest names in the appliance world at the lowest prices. It's a really great formula. 
Denise and John Bradley started this up with Denise's brother Tony, and it's been a hit. It started real simple. It was one store over in Crestwood with, you know, dinged and dented models. That's how it started, and now it's grown into a huge St. Louis operation with multiple locations. Easiest thing to do, get online at theappliancediscounters.com. You're going to save money on your next appliance, and they like to say it because it's true. Their savings are your savings at Appliance Discounters. And now the visit with Dan Deardorff. The Pro Football Hall of Famer, I believe. Are you in the College Football Hall of Fame? How do I not know this? I'm sure you are, right? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes. He has so many Hall of Fames, we don't have enough time. Dan Deardorff on the line with us. And, Dan, this has been, I wouldn't say it's a dream season for Michigan because there's been a lot of drama. But, boy, what a what a perfect ending playing for a national title after all these years. Well, yeah, I mean, all the outside noise uh, remarkably hasn't dis- distracted the players at all. And if anything, they really have to really galvanized around Jim Arbaugh. They are maybe the most cohesive football team I- I've ever seen. I mean, they win no matter who's their interim head coach. They win, it seems, no matter what. Now, the great thing about tonight is I I feel bad for the loser of this game because they have nothing to feel bad about. I mean, this this is a number one, number two team in the country, the only two undefeated teams in the country, and, and what a great matchup. What a perfect matchup. And I know it's a cliche, but in my mind, both of these programs have already won just getting to this game. Isn't it amazing? You know, Michigan, a powerhouse brand, but until Harbaugh got back and kind of restored that roar, I mean, this is it, – it feels like the younger college fans like, oh, good for Michigan. That's kind of nice. But really for the old guard, it's like this is who Michigan used to be year in and year out. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it just uh, – well, a couple things happened. One, we uh, made a couple – unfortunate coaching hires that, uh, I mean, we had to own. We, there was a, our mistake and Michigan football took a, uh, uh, took a couple pretty large steps backwards. And, uh, Jim Harbaugh has done a, uh, a wonderful job of, of getting us pointed back in, in the right direction. You know, it's, it's also a question of, you know, we had a lot of good football teams, but we had trouble. We couldn't get over the Ohio State hump. And that's, you know, when you're in that Eastern Division of the Big Ten, uh, well, it's Ohio State, it's Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. And, you know, just winning that was so difficult. Yeah, and if you want to be a national champion, you can't lose the Ohio State game. So as soon as that happens, no, you're you're done no. with the one loss. What what was fair this year about the Harbaugh punishment, critique, investigation? What was your view? I know you're an alum, but I think you're always pretty objective about matters. What did you make of that whole scandal? Well, I, you know, the whole the the, the number one was uh, the NCAA uh, uh, and uh, a. Re- a recruiting issue of contact during the COVID year with recruits. Uh, you know, it, it, it was, it's a level two situation. The NCAA said that Jim wasn't honest 
and telling them he didn't recall this or that. What? Well, uh, so that that got that going, and then the sign stealing. You know that's some nut job uh, in the lowest level position uh, uh, on the Michigan football payroll, who took it upon himself uh, to break the rules. Yeah, and he did. What was gained from that? I, I'm guessing absolutely nothing. It's you know everybody, everybody. Tell me, it's legal to steal the signs during a game. Okay, looking over to the other side and trying to figure out what they're doing. But it's not okay to send someone to advance scouting. Well, you know what? There's 100,000 people in that stadium with cell phones. You mean to tell me that some alum isn't taping things and sending it back to the home office for every team in college football? Get out of here. I, it's To me, that was a rush to judgment by the Big Ten, and it was embarrassing. Well, and to your point, how many years have we looked at the sideline and the coach is calling the plays, he's got his hand over his mouth because he's afraid people are reading his lips. So, Well, of course. <laughs> and and they are trying to, trying to read his lips. And they're, so, you know, uh, the NCAA, uh, uh, well, don't get me started on the NCAA, but they just, need to authorize going to uh, the same communication system the NFL uses where you call a play, it goes right into the quarterback or the middle linebacker's helmet, and they make the call from there. Uh, just get with it and and move on. When you were playing, even at the NFL level, did you have an idea ever? Do they say, oh, they're set up in this defense? Or would they – I mean, how – quickly could they communicate it back then oh no you can't well that's just the other side of it uh, if you try to do that in in a compressed time frame of uh, you know five seconds before the snap I, I, let me tell you that creates more problems than you could possibly imagine because you're you're going to have guys distracted jumping off sides forgetting their assignment let me tell you something it was hard enough for half the guys i played with to remember whether it was on one, two, or three, much less trying to pass on information about, I think they're going to blitz. Oh, my God, that would have been Armageddon. How much of this is just about Harbaugh? People don't like him. I do like him. I think he's a bit of an oddball, but likable. And you and I talked the other day. He does seem to be a rather upfront or upright or conscientious person. Do you think people just kind of wanted to get him? Well, Jim is. Jim is, uh, yes, he, he, there's a lot of people that don't like him because of his personality. Uh, I, I, just a couple things. I, I'm not one of these Pollyanna defend somebody at all costs just because he's our head coach. But I'll tell you this. Jim Harbaugh has a moral compass that is as straight as an arrow. He, he, it no more would actively take part in a in something illegal. It, it could never happen. And as quirky as he can be sometimes, one thing has never changed. His players adore him. He works them hard, and they do work hard, but they love him. 
He never throws them under the bus. Anything goes wrong, it's his fault. Um, there's a reason why Jim Harbaugh has won everywhere he has been. And when you were in the booth there doing games for a handful of years, do you get to know a guy like that, or does he kind of, he feels like he keeps his distance? No, I mean, he was never – I mean, I Jim was always very gracious to me and whatever, but that's because we had a lot in common. We both played for Bo Schembechler. We're both Michigan guys, all this. Jim couldn't have been nicer to me. Is Did did he and I uh, go to the bar? No, because I don't think Jim's ever gone to the bar. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's that's not his that's not his style. So no, I uh, I mean, did I spend a lot of time with him? Uh, no. Do I have his cell phone number and text him? Yes, I do. Does he text me right back? Yes, he does. But are we are we you know tight? No, I I would never claim that. And, and do you think? This whole idea that he's going to go to the NFL, it's such a tired topic, but do you think the appeal to him is just to get away from the NCAA, to get away from the headaches? What do you think? Because you've got the Michigan job. You're an alum. They love you. The kids adore you. I'm always, and he makes a ton of money. I'm always like trying to decide in my head, what is that appeal to leave? Well, I, you know, it's a couple things. You know, you got to keep in mind that, you know, Jim – Jim has a foot in both worlds in that, yes, uh, a great college coach, lots of success at Michigan, at Stanford, at the University of San Diego. But you also got to keep in mind, this guy was in the National Football League as a player for like 16 or 17 years. I mean, the, the NFL's in his blood as much as college is. And, you know, I just... He would not go to the NFL to get away from the NCAA. I I don't think he, I don't think he cares enough about the NCAA to even have that cross his mind. He would never do that. But would he, would he go back to the NFL? Because I don't care what anybody says. The NFL is king. As popular as college football is, it's not as popular as the NFL. And, you know, the other side of it is, you know, if you be, if you go to the NFL, you don't have to recruit anymore. You don't have to sit in some kid's 18-year-old living room with him going, well, what are you going to do for me? Or how much am I going to get on NIL? And do I really have to go to class? I, I mean, I, you, you get rid of that when you're a head coach in the NFL. And it is crazy to think about that because in college, they're the young kids and traditionally like, okay, we're parents. We tell the kids what's best for them, but it's so flipping right now that the young kids have all the power in college. Yet you go to the pros where some of them are 30, 35 years old. The team has all the power. Yes, there's a lot of yeah. money, but it's weird that the college, the young kids rule the roost. Then you get to the professional level and the teams, the coaches, the GMs have all the power. Yeah, it's uh it is really the the college football landscape has just changed so dramatically, and and whether that's NIL, uh, the transfer portal, uh, I mean, on and on and on. I mean, let's be realistic. Uh, starting next year, we're we're, we're going to go to a twelve team playoff. Well, what is that going to mean? Well, first of all, 
in my humble opinion, that is the death knell for the bowl system. Anybody who's not one of those 12 teams, it, it, nobody's going to care. No one is going to care. And secondly, uh, are we really going to be living in a world where I'm a Big Ten guy and we got a Big Ten team in Seattle, Washington, and Piscataway, New Jersey? Are, are you kidding me? I mean, we're, when you look at a map of the United States and then you plug in uh, now the four teams on the West Coast, and then you factor Pennsylvania and Maryland and New Jersey with Rutgers, you look at it on a map and you're going, there's no way this can succeed. I mean, it'll succeed for football because everybody flies in on a big jet, plays the game, and flies back home. But Martin explained to me how the Oregon women's tennis team is going to play Rutgers. And, and what, how much school are they going to have to miss to do that? Yeah, and, and the Stanford you know track team has got to go to yeah. Penn State on a Tuesday. I mean, I guess they can try and schedule around weekends, but I, I still think that, and this is funny because Washington, Michigan, for the national title, is actually a little Big Ten teaser for soon-to-be matchups. It's, it's, it's the Big Ten. It's a Big Ten game now. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I still wish <laughs> they could play Washington. We got Washington on our schedule next year. Really? Is that at the Big House? Oh, uh, I don't even know. That's I, a good question. I'll have to look it well, up. But that's all right. Our, but well, can the pick in the pack? The Big Ten. To tell you the Big Ten, uh, our schedule next year. First of all, we're playing Texas in a non-conference game. I think like the second game of the year. And then we play USC, Oregon, and Washington. Three of the four new teams coming in, we're playing them next year as well. Wow. Not to mention Ohio State. So, yeah, we're. it's a good thing we're in the championship game this year because <laughs> it – it doesn't look like it's going to happen next year at at Washington next year. So that'll be that jumbo jet with or without Harbaugh will be heading to Seattle next year. I wish the Pac-12 could live on for track and tennis and ba- it's got a great baseball history and basketball uh, history. Yeah. I wish there's a way that outside of football, which I realize cashes all the checks, I just even I wish they could still just kind of all get together these school presidents and say okay it doesn't make sense for everybody else. I I know it doesn't. No it doesn't. And I, like what do you it's the other sports. Football is fine. That'll take yeah. care of itself. Uh, but all the other sports I I don't see how it's going to work. I just don't I, I just don't see how uh, the the only way it can work let's just say the women's uh, tennis team from Rutgers. Uh, the only thing it's going to—they're going to have to make a West Coast swing. They're going to have to go out there and probably play—you know—all four teams back to back to back to back. But that's got to be a two-week trip. That's that's a lot of school to miss. Yeah, I don't know how much they cared or thought about that. Uh, at the time, I'm curious when you did the games at Michigan, getting to call games, and I know your good friend Jim Branstetter was on the call. Was that the most fun you had broadcasting? 
yes. Uh, well, I mean, I had a great time doing Monday night with Frank and Al and, and a lot of special memories there. But I, I had, uh, I was in an NFL stadium and I, this sounds, it doesn't sound real when I say it. I was in an NFL stadium every weekend for 43 consecutive years. I, 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 I never did a studio show 13 years as a player. 30 years as a broadcaster, only did games on site. I, so in those 43 years, I, I, I had forgotten something. I had forgotten how wonderful it was to be on a college campus on a Saturday afternoon. And the, the aura that surrounds college football, big-time college football, it's the tailgating, I mean, it's just, it, it, it was wonderful. It was, I promised them that I would do it for three years. I did it for eight. And uh, getting back with those kids, uh, the tradition, uh, all the highs and the lows, it was, uh, it was wonderful. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And you live in Michigan during the summer. Are you pretty recognized when you go out? I mean, I think you and Tom Selleck and the stash are kind of you're identify with that stash. Do people come up to you around Michigan and talk Big Blue? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I you know I think every I think everybody knows up there where I live, and and uh, I've got my favorite restaurants and all this and all that. People are, but you know, it, it's it's very laid back. It's very uh, it's. Uh, it's not like being in Manhattan. Right. Yeah, they leave you be. I'm guessing, and you yeah. didn't. And you didn't. And, and you and didn't I don't mean, mean Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. I was waiting for that. Uh, the one, the only, Dan Deardorff, our guest, the Hall of Famer, on a night when Michigan is about to take on Washington for the national championship. And Dan Deardorff with us. And Dan, I want a couple of NFL thoughts. I know Bill Belichick, somebody who's been in the league forever. Now they're talking about: Is he going to walk away? Is he going to coach somewhere else? What What do you think happens there? Do you think he would coach somewhere else. I mean, we could all tell him to retire, but I get—I don't know that he wants to. Yeah, I don't know either, and 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 I haven't talked to Bill. And I, I I know that he's a proud man, and uh, what were the uh, what were what were the Patriots four and thirteen, one and eight at home, and four and thirteen overall. Yes. Uh, I have a, I have a hard time imagining Bill Belichick wanting to drag that anvil around with him for the rest of his days. I, I that's I have a hard time imagining that that's the way he wants to go out. So whether he stays in New England or whether he uh, whether he coaches another couple of years someplace else, I I don't know. It's I have a hard time imagining Bill just heading to Cape Cod and saying, see you later. And he's buddies with La Russa, and he kind of has that same DNA. It's just, it's like, it's what they do. And I don't see TV knocking down his door. So I, I think it's coaching or bust. And I, I just, is, does somebody come after him though? I wonder if as great as he is, if they look at the most recent years and say, well, did he lose his fastball? I, I what do you think the market would be? Um, uh, well, it's a, it depends. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it depends what kind of 
talent he could inherit. Uh, nobody, no coach uh, wants to take a job with a team that doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, uh, you know, Belichick's problems ever since Tom Brady left shows you how hard it is to win without having one of those guys. And uh, the only thing I can tell you is if Bill Belichick takes another job, there will be a frontline quarterback waiting for him. He wouldn't take a job otherwise. And I wonder if Tom Brady, another Michigan guy, if he wanted to leave just to kind of say, hey, I, I can do this on my own. Do you think that was part of what drove Brady to Tampa? Um, you know, I'm not 100% sure. Um, uh, I, I don't think it – I don't think Tom wanted to prove a point. I don't I, I don't think he wanted to uh, – uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know that Bill Belichick uh, a long time ago uh, had a really uh, – good observation about talent and he said I, I i'm telling you right now from a coaching perspective um no coach ever got fired for releasing a good player a year too early where coaches get fired is when you keep those guys a year too too long and and he's right i mean you'll see guys that the reputation won't prop them up any longer uh, uh, the, the productivity has declined to that point and I, I'm, I'm sure Bill Belichick looked at Tom Brady the same way I, that you know I'd rather make the mistake and have him leave a year too early than to keep him a year too too long Yeah, and it's a great point because Doug Armstrong, the Blues GM, when he gets peppered about, hey, what happened to that Stanley Cup team? And we talk about players who've left like Petrangelo and Pat Maroon. He said, listen, you can't you can't keep the band together forever. Now, my only, right. co- my only counter to that is, okay, but when David Lee Roth leaves, you bring in Sammy Hagar, and then the kids all say, well, who's Van Halen? And I say, okay, forget it, okay? The point, <laughs> the, the point was you got to find the right people to bring them in, do you do you still watch the NFL? Do you check out Joe and Troy on Monday night since that was your old domain? Oh yeah, I, I, they're they're doing a. I'm thrilled. I I was upset with the NFL for a long time that they chose to devalue the Monday night package. Uh, they were so hell bent on on making Sunday night football the end all be all. Blah 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 that they gave ESPN and Monday night, they gave them just horrible schedules that no flexibility in terms of they're saddled with a terrible game. I, I, I just never, I, I think it's one of the biggest mistakes the NFL has made in a broadcasting world. Uh, maybe ever. I mean, that they did that. It was, it, it was not smart. And, and now uh, it appears that they, are making a, a legitimate attempt to bring Monday Night Football back. Uh, ESPN has done their part by bringing in Joe and Troy, and the NFL is giving them better games, uh, giving them flexibility to move a good game into the Monday Night slot late in the year. So uh, I, I'm, I'm very happy uh, with the trajectory of, of Monday Night now.
And I think Joe has, I won't say been revitalized, but he took a lot of arrows for a lot of years. And I think when he went to a different format platform there, all of a sudden people are like, all right, man, Joe's doing the game. It's a bigger game. And I feel like his critics have diminished a fair amount in the last year and a half. Not that they matter, but, and I, he and I have talked about it. I, I think he's been widely accepted in that role. And I just, I think his star has gotten bigger. I don't think people even understand how good he is. And you know, from sitting in that booth, how hard that job can be. Well, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Familiarity breeds contempt. That's not my saying, but it's been around for a long time. And the more time you spend in somebody's living room, the, the easier it is for them to be critical. And it's just part of the job. Uh, Joe has paid handsomely for it, but I will agree with you that a lot of the, a lot of the criticism that came Joe's way completely unwarranted. And uh, Joe had the right attitude, although I differed with him. I said, Joe, stop responding to these people on Twitter. I mean, you can't win with some guy who's in his mother's basement uh, with a keyboard and savaging you on the Internet. There's, you can't de- defeat a goober like that. So don't worry about it. Uh, uh, but, yes, I agree with you. Um, Joe got into the business because his father was Jack Buck. Joe survived in the business because he had talent. Joe has excelled in the business because he is gifted. Joe Buck is a world-class broadcaster. And whether it's baseball or football, if you're not smart enough to see that and appreciate it, well, that's your problem, not Joe's. And what reminds me of Jack is he says yes to everything. Every video, everybody has a big rollout. Hey, SLU's got a new building going on campus. Hey, the sports commission's trying to land the world wrestling championship. Hey, the every video is hosted by Joe Buck or voice. I mean, he has been such an ambassador for this city and will go do the charitable things. You know, he took over the golf tournament for a while for Hale. And, and that's yeah, something that's no. probably for Jack Buck. That might have been a more important legacy than even anything behind the mic. Well, I, I'm just, you know, obviously I've known Joe almost his whole life. And, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of him. But he's, uh, any praise that comes Joe's way is earned. I, I've, and I've, I've been to a few rodeos, and I know what a Al Michaels and a Bob Costas and that kind of a broadcaster is supposed to sound like. And that's exactly what Joe Buck sounds like. All right, last one. And I'm not going through the old Warson uh, roster here, but I've always been fascinated at your friendship with Chris Pronger. And I know when we've seen him get honored, there's always a Dan Deardorff in the crowd. You guys aren't exactly the same age, so I've always been curious how that thing started. Uh, you know, uh, Chris and I... You know, I, that's a great question. I'm not even sure how it started. Um, uh, we've been friends for a long time. We, our personalities, we just hit it off. Uh, we belong to some of the same country clubs together. And, and, and yes, uh, 
when Chris invited me to go to his Hall of Fame induction in, in Toronto, I, I was so flattered. And, and uh, it, was, it was a great experience. You know, uh, uh, CP is, uh, uh, he is a great guy. And St. Louis, very fortunate that he decided to call St. Louis home and, and make this his home base of operations so he's he's a piece of work i'll tell you what he's, but now let's not kid ourselves he's a hockey player so he's got he's he's got a couple elevator shafts that don't go all the way to the bed house let's let's not kid ourselves there and i've told him i said in retirement i said you still slash people but it's with your comments i said you're still slashing after all these years but he has the ability he's so sarcastic but it never hurts. It's oh. always like he makes he's always slightly rude to me and it cracks me up. <laughs> he's uh let me tell you Chris has a wicked sense of humor <laughs> and and he is wicked smart. Uh Chris is uh uh you know sometimes uh professional athletes you know get a bad rap for not being the brightest of bulbs. Uh don't ever uh, underestimate Chris Pronger at your own peril. He is a smart cookie. Now, and I'm going to text him and say, Dan and I were talking about it. You say, that's fine. Did you mention Journey Whiskey? My brother and I have a new line of Canadian whiskey you may not have heard yet. We'll have a tasting. This As long as he's promoting that, he will, he'll be happy. Hey, Dan, thanks, yeah. thanks so much for your extended time. Good luck to your Wolverines and uh, so much fun to catch up. And I uh, hope everything's growing great with you and Debbie. Thanks for your time. Uh, thanks, Martin. You be well. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to Dan. He is so much fun to talk to. Just great having him in St. Louis. And when he's not in Michigan, hiding out, I think mostly in the summers, he goes up to northern Michigan. But the guy's never lost his fastball. When it comes to talking, for years, he and Jack Buck would MC events together. Man, that was the glory days in St. Louis of people hosting. And if you had an event, man, you wanted... Dan Durdorf to be involved. He and Jack Buck together. What what a what an unbelievable duo that was. So thanks to Dan for being on the show. Coming up soon, we will release my visit with John Mosellock, talking about all the different Cardinal topics. Interesting note about that is Mosellock said that Yadier Molina, because my theory was Molina will come around when he wants to and help and advise and all of that. But I said, you know, if he comes by during a homestand, he could be in uniform during batting practice, you know, running around with the guys. But I said, when the game starts, then he's done. And Mazelak said, no, that MLB changed the rules. You can have non-coaches in the, in the dugout. So that means Molina might be, you can just picture those games on Valley Sports Midwest or whoever's carrying the games, with a lot of cutaways of Molina in the dugout. I didn't, I didn't even think that was a thing. So anyway, there's a number of topics we get into with John Mazelak, also Doug Armstrong, the Blues GM, President of Hockey Operations. That's all coming your way on the Kill Coin Conversation. You can find all of our visits at scoopswithdannymack.com. Also on Spotify and iTunes, all the places you get your podcasts. Make sure and subscribe to the Kill Coin Conversation. We've got great sponsors. We're in the Pasta House studios. Love hanging out at the different Pasta House locations. Each one is really unique. It's not a cookie-cutter model franchise, which I love about it. The newest one's over there in Kirkwood corner of Manchester and Woodlawn. I guarantee there is a pasta house near you. Stop by and see them. And don't forget, kids eat free on Sundays. 
Missouri Athletic Club, such a great St. Louis institution, and it's a lot more than fitness. It's a lot more than dining. It's a lot more than social. It's it's all of it rolled into one. My kids love going to the West Clubhouse during the summer, the outdoor pool. Uh, during the wintertime, my son plays basketball. We've got the indoor gym. It's just a great place to stay in shape during the winter months. It's fun year-round at the MAC. Appliance discounters, not just the best appliances, but the best repair team. And I say team loosely because it's my guy, Sean. He can fix anything. It's unbelievable. So if you have a repair needed, an appliance repair, talk to the folks at Appliance Discounters. And for your next appliance or entire kitchen, go online to theappliancediscounters.com. Marie Villa Senior Living, always festive, giant Christmas tree during the wintertime. Hopefully the Cardinals are in the playoffs, the fountains will be red in the fall. Maybe the Blues will sneak in, then the fountains will be blue during the spring. Always something going on at Marie Villa Senior Living. <coughs> Excuse me. It's such a great spot year-round, but also for your retirement needs. It's mariedevilla.com, where you can take a virtual tour. And Triad Bank, the place to go for all your banking needs, whether it's a simple checking account or setting something up for your kids. Start get a couple of checks from Grandma. You want to open an account, they'll treat them great over at Triad Bank. Or if you're a business owner looking to expand and you want to talk to them about a commercial loan, Triad Bank is the place to go. Two locations, Olive, just west of 270, or the original spot on Clayton in Frontenac. And you can always find them at triadbanking.com. Thanks, as always, for checking out the KillCoin Conversation. We'll talk to you again soon.